Nothing to Say, the Fans Podcast, episode 110 of this podcast. Which is absolutely, which is absolutely outrageous when we kind of sat back and thought about it. It was like, wow, okay, we're at 110. It felt like we just got to 100. And it's still shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, so again, thank you guys. I mean, we say it all the time, but thank you guys so much for watching these episodes and uh, listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we always said from the beginning, it never really mattered to us how big the show got per se, but as long as the people who were watching it were enjoying it, that's really that's really what we cared about. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. We got a new segment for you, something that we're going to try to make a weekly thing, um, something just to have a little more fun and kind of break up. Uh, it'll be sports related, but we'll also make it non-sports related. So for the people who don't love sports, there'll be something for you there as well. So before we get into it, Sam, um, you had a pretty good weekend, you know, with the, or at least good end to your weekend. Pretty good Monday, I'll tell you that. Yeah, with the Niners uh, beating the Rams. It was like when uh, when the Raiders beat Baltimore. I think you came you came on and said that you were screaming and your neighbors probably hated you. It was yeah. a little bit like that. My girlfriend was out of the out of the apartment and it was just me watching the Niners just bend Matthew Stafford over who is it Von Miller was added and OBJ. It didn't matter because the Niners and Kyle Shanahan just owned the Rams. Who's the owner of the Rams? It's a, you know what? It doesn't even matter because Kyle Shanahan is the daddy of the LA Rams. They should name it, not SoFi Stadium, Shanahan's Playhouse. Right. (laughs) We'll just title the episode Shanahan's Playhouse. (laughs) It's Sean McVay's House of Horrors. You got, if you're Sean McVay, because Sean McVay's got to be a pretty confident dude. I mean, he's one of the, one of the best coaches in the NFL, easily top 10. Oh yeah. And he has, he's now six and he's Sean McVay is three and six against Kyle Shanahan. Doesn't matter if uh, Sean's the Rams are going to the playoffs and the Niners just stink. It doesn't matter. Kyle has had his number. Like, what do you even think about that? And it's kind of like the, whole new orleans saints and tom brady playing for tampa situation i mean the saints just they own brady um if the saints find a way into the playoffs and they beat tampa that's going to be really interesting (laughs) because the saints have just absolutely pummeled tom brady and the buccaneers uh, as of recent or since he's gotten there really so and i'd love um, to um so it was a big sorry it was a big time on the podcast or the broadcast they were they mentioned a couple times like the Niners sideline and their team just felt, oh, this week just felt different, like heading into it. How do you tap into that to make it so every week feels just a little bit different? Like you just had that little bit more edge. Do you t- print a picture of Sean McVay and some of the Rams and just paste them on your practice players' helmets? Right. Do that like Matthew Stafford on Trey Lance's helmet when he's on the practice squad. Like, what do you? I don't know how you do it because it's just from what we saw, the Niners just get embarrassed against Arizona to just flip and beat one of the just totally dominate one of the best teams in the NFL. It, there's no rhyme or reason that explains any of that. Well, the thing is, I mean, and that's been a theme this year in the NFL. 
Yeah. And that was a, that was a big talking point on Get Up earlier in the week. I was watching, I was listening to them when I was at work. It was the Monday show. That was one of the points that they were making. And even on Greeny's show afterward, they were a big point of emphasis was the amount of like legit, like basically the point was there's no team that just looks completely unbeatable right now. And like there are teams that look really, really good. I mean, Dallas is one of those teams. They look really, really good. Green Bay looks really, really good. But every team has a flaw that doesn't make them look like complete world beaters, mm-hmm. which is which I think is a great thing for the NFL. I mean, right now in the AFC, you have <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You have twelve teams with five wins or more. I mean, that's great for the league. Because just so much stuff, so much, there's so much disparity and so many different things. Like, I feel like each week you cut, you can look at a lot more matchups and go, well, this could be a good game because every team is sort of middle of the pack, maybe, um, mm-hmm. or has something that another team could expose. So, yeah, it's, it's really been a really interesting season in that sense. Yeah. We, I'm going to have to pause it right here. Why? <laughs> I'm fighting back a sneeze. <laughs> Let it go. Look at the light. Do you do that? Dude, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Oh, okay. We're back. Are you sure? It went away. Yeah, it went away. All right. So I think we're going to – we can just segue right into just talking about what happened really quickly this weekend. But I don't know about you. When I was picking a game to watch in that 10 o'clock slate, I gravitated towards Detroit-Pittsburgh. Yeah, maybe because we differed on that game, but those were two awful teams, and that was a close. I mean, it was going back and forth, and it really looked like Detroit was going to finally get that win. And a part of me was like, "Wow, this is actually kind of exciting." And these two teams are awful with amazing Rudolph-led Pittsburgh Steelers team. I really want the Lions to get their first win. It is ridiculous. Dan Campbell is trying everything he can. To get a win, you can tell how much he cares. The team is playing so hard for him; they're just not good. Like they don't have like a lot of talent um, outside of like DeAndre Swift. Really, is mm-hmm. probably their most talented player. Yeah, and Penny still um, actually looks really good, though. He does. Yeah, he actually yeah. does look really good. Um, I enjoyed watching the Tennessee game, uh, Tennessee uh, versus the Saints versus New Orleans. That was a good game. Um, and actually, you know what? Let's just roll right into the scores of what happened uh, this past week. So we had the Dolphins beat the Ravens on Thursday Night Football, which doesn't was, make any <clears> sense. No, again, another one of those games this season where you're just like, uh, it, uh, it's unexplainable. So twenty, 20- I, I, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> Literally, like, I was trying to, I was trying to find a word. I know. <laughs> uh, um, it was twenty-two to ten. Dolphins beat the Ravens. The Titans continue to roll. They beat the Saints twenty-three to twenty-one. The Bills look like they're back to form a little bit, uh, although it was against the Jets uh, and Mike White, the uh, short-lived king of New York, uh, 45-17. to The Lions and the Steelers tied 16-16, to so that's your first tie in the NFL. The Colts have slowly come back. They're 5-5 five and five right now in the AFC, and I, if you're a team who's playing the Colts, it, it would do you no good to overlook the Colts right now. 23-17 um, to 17 over the Jaguars. Washington, if Taylor Heineke – play the Buccaneers every game I mean that guy (laughs) that guy would go to the Hall of Fame (laughs) 
He did, he, uh, did it in the playoffs last year, and now he's done it again. Where is the – so I have, I have the stat on their final drive. Did you – I didn't actually catch their final drive live, but their final drive was something that was – it was the best drive of the NFL season so far by any team. Washington? It was, it was 19 plays, 80 yards, and it was 10 minutes and 26 seconds. It ate up the rest of the quarter. They never gave the ball back to – Wait, the – Oh, in the fourth quarter, they never in the gave fourth it back. quarter, <clears throat> they never gave the, it back to Brady, and they scored a touchdown at the at the end of the drive. Steal it. Well, you saw the the Niners' first drive of of the game after they picked off Stafford. They no. went ninety one yards or something like that, eighteen plays, and chewed up eleven minutes. Yeah, so it was just so. Imagine doing that, but at the end of the game to steal it. So that's, yeah, that's, so it's just like it's a different type of clutch. Yeah, um, so they ended up winning twenty nine to nineteen. Patriots made the a huge statement against the Browns, forty five to seven. The Patriots are rolling. So are the Cowboys. They got back to form forty three to three over the Falcons. Cam Newton in his debut against the Cardinals scored two touchdowns. He's only in for four plays. Wait, try, do the do the Cam Newton. <laughs> I well, I'd have to uh, I'd have to make my voice really high in the video. <laughs> the uh, dude i don't know i don't know what that is not what cam newton sounds like i don't know what it it had been a voice he was putting on i wish that game was in carolina though and he said that to the carolina crowd yeah is there can you look ahead is next is there next week's game in carolina where he's starting they are in yeah they play carolina they are at home in carolina and they play washington what I would give to just sit in for that pregame when they announce Cam Newton to just let him run onto the field all alone. Give him a promo promo video of what he did in his long career in Carolina. And I just love to see that excitement for a Carolina team that hasn't had a lot to cheer for in a couple of years since pretty much Cam Newton's been gone. Since him. Yeah. Um, to close out the scores for the week, the Chargers lose to the Vikings 27 to 20. The Packers beat the Seahawks 17 to 0. It was an ugly game. The Eagles have been quietly putting together some good games over the past couple weeks. They beat Denver 30 to 13. Their offense has been one of the most efficient offenses in the uh, league for the past couple games. Looks like their run game has uh, it has come alive. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts, if he keeps playing like this, they're not going to have a quarterback question in Philly because it looks like he's meshing well now with Nick Sirianni. So um, we don't have to talk about the Sunday night game. Um, And then then the the 49ers beat the Rams 31 to 10. So who saw it coming, Jason? So with all of that, we will look ahead to, well, not look ahead, really. We're going to do our power rankings at the beginning of the show. Um, after uh, after reading all those scores, we have all those turnover, all that turnover with just the craziness that happened this past week. So um, I will read ESPN's power ranking. So a couple of weeks ago, we did um, us versus well Sam and I versus each other, and we also did a power rankings that was so similar to ESPN's. It really didn't. It really it was one team, so it didn't make any sense to compare them. Yeah. Now our lists are quite a bit different. So <clears throat> ESPN. Going from 10 to 1, their 10th team in their power rankings is the Patriots, 
Then it goes Ravens, Chiefs, Tampa, Bills. And then rounding out their top five is the Rams at five, Dallas at four, Arizona at three, Titans at two, and the Packers at one. So that is ESPN power. Sam's got ours. Yeah, Sam has ours. Just, just give Sam a second. <laughs> you just put me on the spot like this. Well, you know, I thought you would. I don't think it's a unfair of me to assume you, you know, came prepared, but obviously I was wrong. So, you know, I just wanted to build up the suspense, Jason. Right. So for for our list here, here, see, um, just quite a bit different here. We have at 10, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Nine, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's the first time we've ever put Kansas City in our power rankings. Hasn't been a whole whole lot this year. Eight, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Seven, we have the Los Angeles Rams. Six, we have the Buffalo Bills. Five, we have the New England Patriots. Start of a new dynasty here in week after week 10. Mm -hmm. Four, we have Dallas Cowboys. Three, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Two, we have Tennessee Titans. And one, we have that team in Green Bay with that man, Aaron Rodgers. So... Seven through ten for us in ESPN are are different, but they're not they're not all that different. Like the Ravens is off by one, Tampa is off by one, the Rams is a little bit farther. We they have the Rams at five, we have them at seven. The biggest difference between our list and theirs is the Patriots. Um, but here's the thing. So, what's the thing? So here's a reason, kind of a couple of reasons why we decided to put the Patriots at five. So ESPN right now, they have the Bills at six. So the Patriots and the Bills actually have the same amount of wins. They both have six wins. Now, if you go back and you look at the, who the Bills have played so far, they have lost to the Steelers. They had a horrible, horrible loss to Jacksonville. That was really... I don't think anybody saw that coming. I don't even think Jacksonville saw that coming. <laughs> so, Urban Meyer woke up that day. Yeah, we're going to get smoked today. I don't even yeah. know why we're showing up. And then they lost to the Titans. So that was, a, I guess, a quote-unquote good loss for them. The Patriots, all of their losses this season have been against pretty good teams. So they lost in overtime to Dallas. They lost to Tampa. Right. If you guys remember, that was Brady's return. They lost to the Saints and then they had one bad loss against the Dolphins. But so far, I mean, they have beaten the Chargers. They destroyed the Browns. They put up 24 points against against a top 10 defense in Carolina. They have been playing really well. Their point differential this season, they have a plus 100 point differential this season. Their defense Their last four games, their defense right now has given up 13 points, 24 to a good Chargers offense, six to the Panthers, and seven to the Browns. Mac Jones has come on as maybe one of the best rookies in the league, regardless of position. He has been playing really well. If you look back at Tom Brady's numbers in his second year, he's well above where Brady was in in just, I guess, in everything, really, in completion percentage and touchdowns and interceptions so i'm not don't get it twisted nobody's saying that mac jones is go nobody's saying mac jones is going to become tom brady or anything like that but the interesting thing is is that with worse numbers 
Tom Brady in his second year, they went to the Super Bowl and they won the Super Bowl. Um, a completely, completely different situation. I mean, that team. Oh, for sure. Made for the playoffs sure. the year before. They had stout defense, yada, 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 yada. I mean, and it's completely different NFL now. Like, quarterbacks can right. put up numbers. And I think it's safe to say that Mac Jones is a far, is a more developed quarterback. He's farther in his rookie sure. year than what Tom was because Tom was splitting yeah. time in Michigan. And Mac yeah. Jones started a year. He had multiple years under Tua and Jalen Hurts in a the best program in the country at Alabama, learning that tutelage and everything. So I think it's it's not a stretch to say that Mac Jones may be a better quarterback right now than where Tom was, just purely based off of skill. I don't, you can't judge intangibles, but I think just to simply say, like, based off of the numbers, you can't really compare the numbers between those two because the NFL no. is completely different. Well, no, what I'm, but what I'm saying is that the ending point to that was going to be that there's just some, there's some similarities between that team and this team that are, um, that are really interesting to, to kind of look at in that sense, because, you know, they both had a really good defense. They both had a young and up and coming quarterback. Bill's still there. Their defense is great, uh, which I already said. Bill is, um, Bill is the common denominator. Bill stills there. Um, <laughs> the ageless but, wonder, Bill Wilson. But right now, But right now, there's no reason to think, or at least we think, there's no definitive reason right now that the Patriots couldn't beat the Bills. Um, in fact, if they played each other, that would be a really, really interesting game um, because you have – you have kind of similar teams in the sense that you have the Patriots who, again, you know, we talked about their defense, but their offense over the past couple of games has put up 54 points, 27, 24, 45. Their offense has been playing really, really well. They've actually, you know, you think about the high powered offense of Buffalo, Buffalo scored 280 points this season. The Patriots have scored 275. Their offense has been just as efficient as, as the bills. Mm -hmm. So, and then you have two teams who have very strong defenses. So they're really, they're really similar in that sense. So it'll be really interesting to see once they actually do meet, it's crazy that we've gotten to what's going to be week 11 and they still haven't played each other yet. It's going to make for a very fun end of the season. So with the way, with, with the way that the Patriots have been playing their momentum, we just felt that they deserved to be in that fifth spot. They're playing as good as anybody in the league right now. And it, because I think that's a common thing for lists when they're, they're when they're created. It's like if these teams were to play today, the five team would beat the six team. I don't think that's how we construct our list. No, I mean it's it comes down to New England's had more more impressive wins yeah. and comparable losses. Let's right. well actually better losses to mm-hmm. Buffalo. Buffalo may be projected as a better team may have the potential to be a better team it's just new england so far has shown to be the better i this conversation i i totally forgot we were even doing power ranking at this point but but just comparing like looking down the road for patriots v buffalo josh allen in the regular season is two and three against the patriots i didn't even realize that i thought he would have like a maybe be four and one against the Patriots, right. but it seems like Bill Belichick is actually able to really sort of give Josh Allen fits well, in this division. And you think about last year when New England got swept, 
if they had a quarterback like Mac Jones who wasn't turning the ball over, they maybe could have come away with both because those both those games were one possession games last year, if for a bad New England team. Well, I mean that's the that's the whole thing about Bill Belichick and the Patriots defense, right? They take away your best thing and they make you play left-handed, really, in that sense. So when they go up against the Bills, obviously Josh Allen is their main weapon. So they're going to do everything they can to say, okay, we're going to make you work twice as hard and everybody else around you is going to have to pick up the slack and either he's going to be able to do it or he's not. And he hasn't shown really that he can do it. Like he's, his numbers are down. Yeah. They're not great against, against which I mean, whose, whose numbers are better against Bill. Right. Well, I mean, just take the Browns, you know, you look at Browns as being the one of the most prolific rushing offensive teams in the league. They only had 99 total net rushing yards when they played Patriots. Granted, Nick Chubb was out. I get it. Um, but, I mean, Dearness Johnson had 19 carries for 99 yards. He's a good running back. We've seen that already. Um, but, I mean, the Browns want to get 150, 200 rushing yards a game. So, uh, it's one of those things where you got to take – you have to look at both sides of the coins because, because Nick Chubb wasn't there but they're still the Browns and they still go through their running game and they completely took it away. And their offense was completely stagnant. Yeah. So, and then as far as the, the the back half of the list, I mean, again, most of the slots are just mixed by one. So, I mean, they have Tampa one slot higher than we do. Um, We have the chiefs one slot lower than they do. So the thing that I'm, the biggest gripe that I have with ESPN's list is the fact that they have the Chiefs over the Patriots. I don't understand that at all because until until the game against the Raiders, they didn't look like themselves at all as of recent. I don't know what you look at as um, the worst loss for the Chiefs because they've only lost to playoff teams. Uh, so let's go back. They've lost to the Ravens they've lost to the Bills they lost to the Titans mm-hmm. and, and then where's the other one Chargers Chargers yes. yes so they've only lost to teams that theoretically should all be in the top 10 I know we don't have the Chargers but um they're all they lost all the playoff teams so far so I don't really think you I think it's just kind of maybe that Miami loss where New England just look totally they look totally different now than what they did back then Mm -hmm. but maybe that's the deciding factor maybe and maybe it's the fact that they're the chiefs and you just they give them credit in the sense that it's still Mahomes it's still Kelsey it's still Andy Reid it's still didn't this game though for Kansas City sort of it's sort of like the Niners almost like was total just wipe the slate totally clean and it's like okay now this is the team that we were really expecting to look for this season. Well, That's yeah, so Kansas City. Yeah, so let's get into this because we were going to talk about the Raiders and we were going to talk about the 49ers. So we can talk about this game real quick. Um, if you if you guys have been listening to Sports Talk Radio or like just anything over the past couple of weeks about the Kansas City Chiefs, the big talking point for the Chiefs was the Chiefs aren't good enough to support Patrick Mahomes doing the craziness that he normally has done and the things that people fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just not a good enough team around him to support that. 
So what teams have been doing is that they've been playing cover two, kind of leaving their safeties back and trying to eliminate the big plays. And the problem with Kansas City was the fact that Patrick Mahomes was still trying to force those big plays. He was still trying to be the old Kansas City when teams were begging them to run, begging them to take the checkdowns, and he just wasn't doing it. So this game, they come out against the Raiders, and they started the game with, I think, three straight runs. It was either two straight runs or three, and I looked at my dad and I went, that's not good <laughs> because, because first of all, the Raiders are terrible against the run. So I was like, they've been either watching film, <laughs> which they should have been, obviously. Or they um, heard. At some... or, or they heard <laughs> the, the noise. So they come out, and then Patrick Mahomes in the first quarter and second, first quarter and second quarter, I'm watching them and I'm going, he is doing nothing that he has been doing in the past couple of weeks. He's not throwing it downfield. He's taking the checkdowns. They're running the ball. He's just throwing it five, six, seven, ten yards. It's not no big giant plays, and they're just moving the ball. They're just playing efficiently. It was like Alex Smith was playing quarterback for them again. It was just taking what the defense was giving them, and I was like, "This is not good." I, I was like, "The Raiders have a competent secondary and a good front line, and if he had been acting like the old Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> the old Patrick Mahomes of this season." and trying to make those plays, then I think the Raiders could have forced a couple turnovers. But the fact that he was, you know, taking his three-step drops and as soon as his back foot hit the dirt throwing, I was like, this is horrible for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So after the first half, I was like, we are going to lose this game. Like, there's no way they're going to win. If they keep playing like this and Mahomes has kind of figured it out, they're going to get obliterated. And, and on the Raiders' side of the ball, I mean, I don't even know what to say. One too many right. distractions. One too many off-field distractions. Here's here's the thing, and because yeah, we don't actually know what's going on in that locker room. We don't know if the Gruden thing has gotten them a lot, and I'm a, I'm gonna assume that the Henry Ruggs thing probably got to more people than the group thing did. Um, and what was the corner? Oh yeah, Damian Arnett. Yeah, Arnett too. With, yeah. with that with that whole thing. So we have no idea if that has gotten to them. And based on the way that they started the season versus where they are now, the only changes of the team have been those three events. And since those three events, they've, they've just looked completely off. So I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, because at the end of the day, you still have to go out and you still have to play. And you'd hope that they'd be able to put that behind them for the football game at least. But maybe they can't. Like, legit, maybe they can't. Uh, Maybe it is too much, and the team is just – they don't know how to – I mean, their offense is completely different now that Ruggs is gone. So, and that – Deshaun Jackson gets that big catch and then immediately fumbles. That's (laughs) – He he started, like, running to the sideline. I don't know what he was doing. I'm I'm not going to crucify Deshaun for that. It was one play. Everybody has one bad play. It just was unfortunate that it came at, at that moment. Um. But maybe it is too much for the team to handle, you know? I I mean At least this week. There's we don't you can't say anything about the future. I mean, maybe just this week it was just yeah. holy cow, guys. Like we just can't get over this at this point. Who knows? Their their season to me is going to hinge on this game against Cincinnati. Um, they really need to win this game. Uh, because after that they go into Dallas on Thanksgiving. That's gonna be a brutal game. The rest of their season, I think of their eight games remaining, I think 
like six of them are against AFC teams. So that might help them a little bit in terms of getting tiebreakers. But that's yeah. only but that's only if they win those games, mm-hmm. you know? So they have to I don't know if nine wins is going to get you into the playoffs in the, in the AFC because I think everybody's going to have around nine wins. So they're going to need to win. They're going to need to win like five or six of their games, I think, to to get in, and that's just going to be rough. Um, so it, it was a rough day for for Raider Nation. I'm sorry, um, man. It's all right. Um, the thing the thing that stinks the thing that stinks for me the most, and this will be the last thing I say about it, is. Um, I like my my fandom of the Raiders was obviously passed down to me from from my dad, and you know growing up I was watching games with my dad all the time. Oh, like every game was with my dad and with my mom. Um, and I say my dad, my mom's a Raider fan too, but she adopted it from my dad as well. So, um, you know, I I was actually at my parents' house this weekend to watch the game, and I was watching it with them, and. You know, I'm watching my dad get super excited when stuff is happening and then it just it like deflating him when they're bad. And it like it actually like I want them to be good, but I almost want them to be good for him more than like me, because because it's like because it's it's like watching it's like watching him get like super excited. It's so fun. Like, I know I'm enjoying it, but watching watching right. like your parent, you're watching your parent where your fandom came from. Uh, just get so excited it's so important to them and they're just it's like they're letting him and like me and everybody it's just it sucks it really sucks it's so sad <laughs> it sucks it really it really does because the beginning of the season was it was coming along so well and then to have to get everybody's kind of hopes a little bit high and then just to have all this happen it's it's really deflating so are they done are you calling it they're not done yet. What, what percentage? What percentage do you give them making the playoffs? 35. 35. That's not bad. 35. Because they have winnable games. I mean, like, they can beat the Chargers, I think. Um, yeah. They Chargers can beat Washington. They can beat Denver, mm-hmm. um, especially because they're playing at home. They can beat the Browns, I think. I don't know what the Browns are, but if the Browns are – still kind of hobbling along then i think they can get them what week Um, is that that's week that's their what so this would be week seven oh no it'd be 18 is uh how the weeks are now so that would be um 18 17 six it'll be week 15 so Um, baker may be healthy but i don't i don't remember i don't know if they came out with baker's injury from this weekend I mean, I think they can. I think they got a shot against the Bengals. The Bengals have been struggling a little, little bit, um, and then they have the Colts and the Chiefs, and they won an Arrowhead last year. I mean, all of these games right now, because of the way that the Raiders have played this season, I look at it and I go, if they play how they started, they could win these games. But big time. But man, just you got to hope that they can recapture some of their early season magic because if they don't, then it's going to be it's going to be a long uh, a long off season for them. How did um, how do they do it, man? Because they know. do they do just look completely different. Yeah, and the com and the, the the big thing about them was all the controversy. So I'm think I don't know. I, maybe it is getting to them. I don't know. But we can move off of the Raiders for a second and um, talk about something more positive, and that's your 49ers, 
who actually have a path to the playoffs from the depths. Legitimately, it's it's in front of them. Um, I mean, it's still left on their schedule. They have the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna read their schedule. You tell me what their wins are, right? Mm-hmm. So they're in Jacksonville. I think that has to be a win. If they lose that game, kiss fire fire Kyle Shanahan for all I care. If they lose against Jacksonville, I ugh. All right, so then they're home against the Vikings. I think that ha- that has to be a win. That, okay. that game's going to be tight, but that. And who knows, Kirk Cousins better than the guy that was his coordinator in Washington. Hmm. In Kyle Shanahan, I think they they have to have a great game plan against him. Okay. I would favor them in that game as well. Then they go on the road to Seattle. That They have to win that game, too. That game's going to be tough because I think Russ just has something different. Against well, do you the think they're going to win it? That's the thing. Um, well, Russ is going to be – if we're going off of what we've seen and how awful the Seahawks looked against the Packers, I think it's an easy – yeah, I think the Niners can squeak out and control that game. But okay. – Russ is going to be healthier three to four weeks time down yeah. the road. Like that finger is going to be a lot better. Um, I just think that team around him has so many more holes this year than in years past that I just feel like he can't fill those holes. Like this is a sinking ship and he just can't, there's too much water. Sinking through. And I think that the Niners can exploit that, especially if they, if they continue to have this, uh, rushing dominance with complimenting of Jimmy G just complimenting that rushing attack so well. I mean, they could, this is a formula. They found a formula that can work for them. Okay. So then they're on the road in Cincy. That's, I think that's an L. Okay. So um, they're three of the four. I think that's, I think they give themselves um, a little wiggle room to lose to either Seattle or Cincy, because I think both those teams don't really match up well against the Niners with how dynamic their wide receivers are and how depleted the Niners secondary is. Like they can exploit both those teams can exploit the Niners secondary in that defense. Okay, so they're gonna split with the Seahawks and Bengals. So they're so then they're at home against Atlanta. I have to assume that you're gonna that we'd pick them to beat Atlanta. That's that's a I actually don't that Atlanta's not that good. They're not year. that good. They, I think the Niners are decisively better. I think Atlanta right now has a better record. Or they might actually be both four and five. But I think the Niners, yeah. I can safely say, are a better team. Okay, so then they're on the road in Tennessee. Who knows what Tennessee is going to look like? I mean, they, they're they definitely showing the effects of Derrick Henry not being there. They're a different team. For sure, I have to see you know. it Tangled. But but like um but like Cincy, like Seattle, AJ Brown and Julio Jones. I mean, how do you guard those guys if you have the personnel that the Niners are throwing out? I think that game they is it in Tennessee? It's in Tennessee. Yeah, I think they I think you gotta right now I think they I think they lose that one. So then you're at home against the Texans. I think you win that game by 50 points. Um and then you have the Rams and then you have the Rams again. Oh, that Rams game is gonna be nuts they might the Niners might get blown out of that game because there's no way that the Rams are gonna get blown out twice against so at that point you'd have them winning one two three four five of their next eight 
Yeah. So, you have the, so you'd have That's, them win. make it. Five of their next eight, and then that would get them to nine and eight. Nine. Yeah, nine and eight. And then they would have a win over Minnesota and Atlanta. So, so the other teams that you'd be fighting for. So you're really rooting for the Saints and Panthers to just fall off. <laughs> Because those are the teams who you're going to be competing with. Because the Rams, either the Rams or the Cardinals, are going to get one of. They could get both of the wild cards. Both of them. Uh, I mean, both wild cards could come out of the um, NFC West, and then you have a third one as well. So, yeah, you could legitimately have three teams, but you're going to be looking at the Saints and Panthers, yeah, and hell, even the Eagles maybe to fall off. No, because the Niners have the tiebreaker over Philly, so they're they're ahead of Philly. Okay, true. So then, yeah, so then you're really rooting against the Saints and the Panthers. And that's that's a good position to be in if you're San Francisco because both those teams have questions at quarterback. We don't know what Cam Newton's going to look like this year. I mean, yeah, he looked good for four plays, and I believe he's he could be an upgrade over Sam Darnold even. Yeah. What he's, he's certainly going to give that team a new juice. I mean, he has – an innate ability to put the ball in the end zone kind of better than, or diff, more different than anyone else in this league. And it's so hard to cover. Like all he has to do is snap in the shotgun. He chooses either to go right or left <laughs> designed and he's going to get in. I mean, he showed it on Sunday. Like he's going to get in no matter what. Um, is that sustainable for a whole season? I don't know. And then New Orleans, I don't even know who started for New Orleans this last weekend. I believe I it was Simeon. Was it Simeon still? Yeah, still it do you Simeon. do you trust Trevor Simeon to lead you to I mean, the playoffs? He's been, I, don't I know. mean, he's been playing well. I mean, he was 19 for 34, 298 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and it went right down to the wire with Tennessee. The Saints got absolutely screwed on a roughing the passer call um, during that game as well, which changed the whole aspect of that game, I think, because after that roughing the passer call, I think they punted and then Tennessee went down and scored. Um, so, I mean, Timmy has been playing well, don't get me wrong. And the saints have a great defense, um, and they have weapons on offense. I think their, their defense is better than the Niners right now. Their defense is one of the best in the league period. Yeah. Um, Carolina's defense at times has played pretty well this year, but this is the weird thing is Jimmy Garoppolo, not the best of those three quarterbacks. So wouldn't you take the best quarterback in that situation? True, true. And as a matter of fact, I'm looking at the Saints' points allowed. In the NFC, they've given up the least amount of points out of any team in the um, in the NFC. Even so, less than uh, Green Bay. Green Bay second. Green Bay has given up 180. The Saints have given up 178. <laughs> oh, there you go. So right about it. Right about it. Um. But, yeah, I mean, the path for the Niners, I think it's there. I think it's legit. I mean, the Saints' remaining schedule, they have they have some tough games on their schedule. Good Lord. Okay, so they, they're in Philly, which is going to be a tough game now that the Eagles are playing well. They have the Bills and the Cowboys back-to-back. Then they have the Jets, which they should win. But then they have the Buccaneers, yeah. which will be a tough game. Uh, then they finish with the Dolphins, Panthers, and Falcons. They could win their last – they could win four of their last five games because they have the Jets, the Dolphins, the Panthers, and Falcons. So, 
you got to hope that they get waxed by the Bills, Cowboys, Eagles, and Bucks because I think they're going to be favored in all of the other games. But they've lost. See, they've already dropped a game to Atlanta, so that game's kind of a toss-up. Carolina, okay. if they're playing well and they're still vying for a playoff spot, that game's going to be tight. Like these teams might knock each other out. They could of contention, and the Niners can just sleep because they've already the Niners have already played both against they they only have two more games in the division left because they've already played uh four already so like they don't even have to worry about they kind of don't have to worry about playing a tough nfc west to finish out right i mean the path is clear it's there it is it is definitely there they're gonna need a little bit of help but they can do it they can do it i think they have a much better shot than the raiders at this point um, I think that goes that just boils down to um, the NFC is a lot less competitive oh, yeah. than the it's AFC. not I as mean, deep yeah the, the NFC we can sit here and say yeah nine wins probably gets you in AFC you might have to get 10 or 11 well it's not only that but even even if you get 10 wins I mean you may still may not get in just because of tiebreakers <laughs> yeah so it's really going to matter who you play so I really hope for your sake that the Raiders are at least close to contention with like a couple weeks left. Yeah. If they, as long as they stay competitive, that would be great because if, I mean, if they just peter off on these next two weeks, then it's going to be rough. It's going to, I probably won't do the show. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, all right. So let's move to picks because we actually have an announcement to make. You ready? Sam won. Thank you. Holy crap. After like four weeks in a row of just getting dominated. It was it was four weeks in a row. I think it was four weeks in a row. I was yeah. I was up three two. Or was that yeah. I was up three one? Yeah, you were. You were. Blew it. Absolutely blew it. But he ended up winning this week. And you know what? He won by a good margin because the Lions and Steelers game ended up being a tie for us. So So we didn't even count that one. No. So Sam ends up taking the win. And you know what? Congratulations. on on, Good job. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, All right. So let's move into – The Cleveland game was a little scary, though. Oh, that's true. The fact that I got – because that was over quick. I was like, okay, well, I lost that game. I got to make it up somehow. <laughs> All, right. All right. So let's do our picks. Here we go. We got the Thursday night game, Patriots at Falcons. Good game. Sneaky good game with uh, Super Bowl 52, I want to say. Rematch the 27-3 to game, 28-3 game. Which is kind of cool. I mean, pa- Patriots have to win this game. Give me the pass. All if we're the way, at, top this, five this game would cement. I mean, this is a game. This team, if they're good, if they're a top five team in the NFL, they have to beat a team like the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And I see no reason why they're not going to. So give me the Patriots. Um, Ravens on the road against Chicago. Did you say Ravens? Ravens against Chicago. Um, I like in, in Chicago. Yeah, I just don't think Chicago has enough firepower. I mean, Justin Fields has been playing a lot better. That offense is playing a lot better. But I think Baltimore rebounds. I, that that Miami loss was a little inexplicable, especially with how – I mean, Lamar was kind of gearing up for an MVP case. 
yeah. MVP ride this year, and that game just totally slowed it down. That was a little pit stop for him, and hopefully he just gets back on the track. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I agree. I take the Ravens over the Bears. I'll take the Packers on the road against the Vikings. Yeah, this game's interesting. I mean, Green Bay definitely should win. But Minnesota is in every single game. It's, this game should yeah. be tight. But I'd like to – I want to – I'm really more curious to see how well Green Bay's defense plays, less so than how well Aaron Rodgers and that offense plays. Because I want to see – I want to see Green Bay's defense keep backing this these performances up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right, so we're both saying there. Bills are at home against the rolling Indianapolis Colts. Bills, Colts? Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor's yeah. coming to town. But it's in, it's in Indianapolis? It is. No, it's not in Indianapolis. It is in Buffalo. Oh, I'm going to take the Bills. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I'm going to take the Bills. I'll take the Colts. I don't think you go with how well Jonathan Taylor's playing. That dude is a machine. I mean, Carson Wentz will throw two picks in this game. For sure. <laughs> and what, one of them might be a pick six. Who knows? Could be. <laughs> um, the Browns are at home against the Lions. Sneaky tough game. <laughs> my, my Detroit, Detroit is not an easy out. I know. But is a Case Keenum led Cleveland team? Because I I don't think Baker's starting. He got knocked out of that game. I mean, Case Keenum won his other start. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. And that was against Denver. Denver's better than Detroit. I'll take it Cleveland. Like, it looks like Baker's day to day. I'll take Cleveland. I don't feel great about it, weirdly, but I'll take Cleveland. It's in Cleveland, you said? Yes. Uh, if it was in Detroit, I would have felt a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, something about picking, like, prideful teams after getting embarrassed, I think Cleveland definitely wins. Washington versus the Panthers. The Panthers are at home. This is an even game. Um, I think so, I want to take Panthers. In Cam Reunion, I think that'll be the emotional boost. Um, I'll lean that way. If we have to flip, I'm, I'll pick Washington. If we have to flip, then I'll feel comfortable taking Washington. But for me, this is a toss-up game. Yeah, uh, no, it is. It for sure is. These are two pretty even teams in my eyes. So I'll take the Panthers right now as well. But if we have to flip, which I think we're going to, I'll take Washington. Um, I think we're both going to take the Titans at home against the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. The Niners over the Jets. I mean, the Niners over the Jaguars. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. Then we have the Jets. We have the Jets at home against the Dolphins. And is uh, Zach Wilson starting or Big Mike? I don't know. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Wow, how, how crazy is that? Not, not, not all that crazy. But. Who is starting for the Jets? I'm not sure. I really don't know. Um, let's see. Because if Zach Wilson started, I might be tempted to go... 
I think Tua is going to start. Tua is going to start or is expected to start. What a weird game. They started with Jacoby Brissett last week, and then Tua comes in, and they still find a way to beat a good Baltimore team. Yeah, we'll do a – we'll all do the Dolphins. We got to move along, though. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'll do Dolphins. Okay. Um, Eagles at home against the Saints. I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, it's kind of a bold pick. I think a little bit, especially because the Saints defense is good, and I know that the Saints are good, but I do sort of believe in Philly and how they've been uh, how they've been playing recently. So I'll I'll take Philly. Um, I'll do uh, I'll do Saints. Okay. No, I'll do Philly. I mean, sorry. Oh, you? Oh, okay. Sorry, I want I want to do Philly. As much as as much as I'm worried about this game, two teams that are pretty much in the same this. boat. Yeah. I've had really high highs, but as of late, have not looked good. No. Who's by do we think right at the sh- – or no, Raiders aren't even coming off of a by. I think Cincinnati wins just purely off of the fact that they're coming off of the by. Is it in Cincy? Nope. It's in the Vegas? Yep. Um, I'll take – I'll take the Bengals. All right. Um, so then we got the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Oof. That's a good game. It is a good game. And it is in Arrowhead. Because the Chiefs, Chiefs looked so bright after that Raiders game. They did. They did. It, it almost makes me think that they're going to be too much to handle for Dallas. I think Dallas is the overall better team right now. But, yeah. But I think I'm going to take the Chiefs. Really? I, I don't feel great about it because I – because the thing is, is I think Dallas's defense, I think it's pretty safe to say that they're better than the Chiefs' defense, and they both yeah. have equally powerful offenses. Yeah. I think. So based on that, I think you lean towards the Cowboys, but I'm going to give it to the Chiefs at home. Yeah, 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 I'll do it. I'll go with the Chiefs. It's just weird because I can't – I think we can both say that Dallas has been the better team this year for sure. Oh, for sure. But there's just in my head, I can't picture a Dallas win. Yeah. Maybe I, that's maybe that's the chief bias. It could yeah, it could be. I I could potentially pick Dallas. This just seems like a game that Dallas would lose. It says the Chiefs are a one and a half point favorite. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. give me a, give me Dallas then. All right, that's tough. That's a tough game. Why do the Chiefs have to go and look so good? I don't know. You're asking me. <laughs> Gosh darn it, Raiders! So the Cardinals are at are on the road against the Seahawks. Ooh, Kyler coming back? I think. I think so. Um, give me the we'll give me the Red Sea. Yeah, I think Cardinals definitely. Even Chargers are Chargers are at home against the Steelers for Monday night. Monday night. Uh, Chargers. Yeah, I agree. And then the Buccaneers are at home against the Giants. What a weird Monday night game! Give me yeah. Tampa. Tampa. Right, so we're 
Tom probably gets all his frustration out on the Jet Giants We're anyway. Different on three games. Are we? So you want to be different on five? <laughs> How do we do that? Well, I told you I would flip Washington Carolina. Mm-hmm. So is there a game that you want to flip? If not, then we can just keep it the same. Um, I don't really want to pick Carolina. Are you going to pick the Saints over the Eagles? <laughs> oh, right, right. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, I don't really want to pick the Saints. Okay, then let's just stay three. Let's stay three. They might win. They might win. I know. Would, they, would their defense shut down Jalen Hurts? Could. They could limit him to under 10 points. They could. Give me, give me, the, give me the Saints. Okay. All so right. let's, go, let's go to five. I like the five number. I do too. That gives me more of an advantage. It <laughs> <laughs> gives me a little more wiggle room. And then I'll take Washington and you have the papers. All right, cool. So that'll be it for picks. We're going to introduce a new segment that we're going to do. It's just a regular old would you rather segment. Uh, I'll eventually make some grand graphic for it, but don't expect it for this show. Um, <laughs> for, for this episode, at least. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do would you rather. Sometimes they're going to be about sports. Sometimes they're going to be about other stuff. Sometimes it'll be mixed. This one, because it's the first one, I just did all on sports. I'm going to do the questions this week. Sam will do it next week, and we'll just alternate, so it'll be more fun that way. So first question for you. Ready for this? Would you rather be a legendary coach or a legendary athlete? Um, This is kind of like a if you're selfish or selfless, because the selfish (laughs) answer is athlete. And then the selfless is to like, oh, I, I want to teach and allow others to prosper. I, the easy answer is athlete, for sure. I yeah. mean, no doubt in my mind, legendary athlete. And then you get to do like. So you, like top 10 athlete or top 10 coach? Top 10 athlete of all time? In your like, sport. Oh, um, oh, yeah. I mean, athletes are a bigger celebrity. I guess this is just showing my vanity. <laughs> oh, I want to be wealthier, more famous. <laughs> just I uh, overall more successful. It's funny because I actually do, I want to teach. That's what I want to do. And I want to coach later on in life. So there's a part of me that I actually, like I look at a coach like Pop and how much like respect he has and how much fun it must be to, to, have all these interactions with these players and stuff, but yeah, there is that, there is that thing about being an athlete. That's just, I mean, cause we played sports for our entire life. So um, I don't know. I like, I am legitimately torn. I would love to meet a person that says coach. Like what, what would make a person say coach? Well, I don't even know which one I would, what I would pick right now. Oh, I I, I you, just, were, you were clearly leaning towards athlete. We all know that. I think I'm leaning towards that, but I don't, but for me, it's not as like quick of a decision. Um, I think it's so easy I, for, for me to say, cause we like two years removed from being an athlete. Yeah, that's true. Like that's still that's kind true. of, you can still kind of identify with that. Like maybe when 
the day when you start coaching, it's like, oh, like I can't wait to be like I want to be the best and the greatest right. type of like that drive type of thing. But that really hasn't hit. Not um, yet. I've only got to coach a few times, and it has been a lot of fun. A lot. I mean, I knew it was going to be fun, but it was even it, it exceeded my expectations in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. But all right, um, all right. So next question for you. So, would you rather sit courtside? at a regular season game mm-hmm. or up in like the rafters for a playoff game like any playoff like first round but Let, let's say let's say it's the uh let's say it's the kings kings has got to be playoffs just just so the kings make the playoffs okay what about the 49ers <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what no 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 forget it it's a t- it's it's the i don't know it's the warriors versus the Lakers or something like that. Just teams that you don't have um, rooting, necessarily rooting interest for. This is tough because I've never sat courtside. I haven't. And I've never been to a playoff game. Nope. And I'd love, love to do both. This is a tough question. The closest we've gotten to courtside were those Kings tickets, right? Where we were like six, seven rows back. Uh, less than that. Like four, four rows back. Yeah. Something like that. So that I was just thinking that it, that kind of makes me lean to playoffs mm-hmm. because you kind of get a sense of how big these guys are and like kind of you, you're that close to the action and you really it's to, it's a totally different game. Yeah. Um, compared to when you're seeing from space, yeah. uh, I think I do playoffs just to be a part of that atmosphere. Like that is, you can't substitute that for literally anything. I think I would have to go courtside. Um, I think I'd have to go courtside because it's just, you're right. It is totally different. It is totally different when you're right there. It must be Uh, so much faster when you're like on the court and these guys are just going up and down, up and down. You just see LeBron just skying. And and just because and just because it's not a playoff game doesn't mean it's not going to be like an awesome atmosphere. Um, true, so. totally true. But it is just one of eighty-two. Right. I think I'd have to go courtside. Oh, did you do? I don't think I can pass it up. Could you choose opening night or like Christmas Day? Like, can it can it be a special? Uh, the question didn't specify that, but um, but because if it was opening night, I'd probably do courtside opening night right but that's almost like a playoff game <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying right all right um all right so here you go would you rather always lose in championship games or never make the playoffs what is always like so let's say let's time? say you're like the buffalo bills who made it four times and never won <laughs> Or would you rather have never made the playoffs at all? Gotta be the championship games. I think so. Yeah, I agree. I, you have to be there. I've I've witnessed in my life two San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl losses. And even that gives you a little bit of a glimmer of hope. That and those teams are great. Like those teams I'll always remember that Colin Kaepernick team and that Jimmy G team. Like I'll always remember those teams that I know that they're one of the best teams in the NFL that year. But if your team constantly doesn't make the playoffs, that's a tough we, – we're, we're a part of that, man. We know both 
size of the coin a little, uh, maybe maybe you don't know the that side of the coin. I don't know that side of the coin that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you the were one to, a Spurs fan at, for a second, but well, I, I liked I liked the Spurs when they had Duncan and Parker and Kawhi for those for that long stretch. Uh, but it still wasn't the Kings. I mean, it's, right. it would have been different. I think I just want to, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a team just make the playoffs every single year. Yeah. And make the, make the championship. And times. then the last, the last one for you, would you rather have your own shoe named after you or your own award named after you? Like the Walter Payton. Name kind, of the yeah. Year. Yeah. So, okay. So. Or like Sam two flip, threes. <laughs> flip side. What what would the shoes be called? And what would want? the what would the award be for? What would my award be given for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the what they would be like the ST sixty twos or something. Probably yeah. something my my name does not work for a shoe. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, would you rather have your own shoe or your own award? I could see the the logo. It'd be a two and then a me. <laughs> two me twos. Oh, oh. Okay, oh, two me twos. I like the, it. The Nike two me two zooms or whatever. <laughs> uh, what would my award be for? The Samuel Juby. I mean, man of the year is pretty obvious. I'm surprised you you didn't even say that right away. Right. <laughs> uh, most valuable player. It could be for that. Let's say. I mean, let's say your shoes. Let's say your shoes became as big as Jordan's, and your award. I don't became, think it would ever. <laughs> just, just, just for the question. Say, let's say your shoes became as as big as Jordan's, and your award meant as much as the Walter Payton in the award. Again, this is totally a selfish thing because I'm going to make a buttload of money. If my if my shoes like I think I'd be I'd be definitely in definitely in the over halfway like over five hundred million if my shoes are as big as Jordan so I'd probably do that for sure. Um, it doesn't does it really matter the name of the MVP award? Like no one really knows. It's just the MVP award. I mean. Well, it's the, well, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is not the MVP award. No, for sure it is. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, and that's a that award is a big deal, players. What about um, so you know how the Stanley Cup is the championship of hockey? What if like the Super Bowl was the Sam the Sam <laughs> Tumi Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> The Sam Toomey Bowl. The Sam Toomey Invitational. That was the, oh, ooh, ooh, the NCAA tournament. Instead of, like, March Madness, it was the Sam Toomey Invitational. Yeah, there you go. Every March. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know which one I would do. I'd do the shoe. It'd be an awful shoe company. My name, (laughs) I'm telling you, my name does not work for the branding of that. People we already agree. know. We already know. Mine does. Facts. You're so. There's right. already there's already one out there. You're so right. Yeah. 
But even like Jay Russ, like that's a pretty good. It's a good nickname. It is a good nickname. Yeah. To me, that doesn't really serve for a nickname. Because it's it sounds like it it sounds like you're like you'd say it in a sentence. <laughs> pass pass it to me. These are the new pass it to me's. <laughs> the pass it to me. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> quotation open oh ooh, quotation green light ooh the green lights the two green, green lights they're like fluorescent green like organ bright bright green ooh, no one would buy those <laughs> well see this is what I wanted out of the segment I wanted I wanted it to be a fun segment to kind of close the show and to have a and you know what? For all of you who are watching, I mean, what? Leave comments for which ones you'd rather have. Please. I'd love to know um, the coach and player, if there's any that, yeah. coaches out there, because I think that is a landslide player. Just based off of our audience's age, I think we skew a little younger. Um, we read through the questions again. So it was the, let me. Pull it out of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> of the trash. Those, those questions were so bad. The segment went in its inaugural. Well, I made I made it really like a big, like emphatic during the show. So whatever. But it was the coach and athlete one. It was the regular season courtside or the playoff oh, Raptors. That's a good one. Lose, yeah. lose in the championship always or never make the playoffs, and then the shoe or the award. Yeah, comment. Comment your answers for all of those. I'd love to know the the court side at the regular season or mm-hmm. rafters in the playoff. That's a tough question. I'd love yeah. all of them. All of them are you can make cases for all of them and make make your cases down below. Absolutely. And while while you're down there, hit that subscribe button because we don't have a lot of subscribers for how many views we are are getting on some of them. And hit the like button. Even if this show was stunk, which we know it didn't, don't even lie, because this was a good show. So hit that like button for us. Let's let everybody know. And comment we're when build, you're down we're building there. something here. Comment your favorite thing about Jason Russell. Here's the thing. How are we any different than the Manning cast? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have Al Michaels as a guest. <laughs> Bill Mickelson. <laughs> but like seriously, it's totally and laid back. It's casual. We're giving we're not, we're not Super Bowl champs and MVPs. We're not professional. But we're good guys. <laughs> we're Walter Payton Man of the Year and Sam Toomey of the Year Award winners. Sam, Sam Toomey Man of the Year Award is the that's, that's what I'm talking about. So I think all right. Well, for all of you, by the way. If you are a Marvel fans, make sure you check out the Spider-Man trailer because it's dropping. We're fi- we filmed this on Tuesday, so it's coming out in 45 minutes. So by the time this comes out, it'll be Thursday. I hope you enjoy the trailer and as much as I'm going to. By the time this video comes out, Jason will have watched that Spider-Man trailer 45 times. Here's the thing. I got a question for you. What are the odds? What are the odds that we actually get confirmation whether or not Toby or a- and Andrew are in the movie? What do you think? You think oh, they give it away? Yeah, I think they give it away in the previews before. I hate how they do that. Here's here's the thing for me. Like, I 
and I've said this from the beginning, if they're not in the movie, then no matter how good the movie is, people are always going to look back at this and go, you guys missed an opportunity. Like this was, this would have been awesome to have. What if they don't want to be in the movie? That will see, here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if they're not in the movie for how big and how, how like heavily speculated that they are in the movie, if it doesn't turn out that they are, the movie can still be fantastic. But there's always going to be like, man, that's a little bit of a disappointment that they weren't in the movie. So for me, I'm like, I don't want to think that they're in the movie, but there's like, there's too much evidence to to think that they that they should be in it, you know. So I don't know. We'll see. I I don't know if they're going to give it away in the trailer. I mean, the movie's going to come out next month, so they just have they just have to have people wait a month longer. I actually think it'd be great if they didn't release another trailer. Just let everybody keep keep. It's not like people aren't going to go see this. Exactly. Like after the first trailer, everybody was sold. I mean, everyone loves Spider-Man, especially Tom Holland Spider-Man. Right. So I almost think they don't need to release another trailer. And I think it'd be cool if they just didn't. Yeah, I I hope they don't give... Like, could you imagine if... um... In Endgame, the trailer before Endgame, you see like Captain America picking up Molnir. Yeah. Could you imagine that part being ruined in a preview? Like there's I think there's countless previews that like ruin a big time surprise just for the just to sell the movie, which is it sucks. Well, the the biggest one that I can think of recently is remember in the Civil War trailer at the very end when Spider-Man first showed up in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And the whole uh, underoos thing. The, hey everyone, <laughs> but that sells. That's it's it's a tough juggle marketing. Yeah, it's it's because you know if you show say a Spider Man, if you show uh, Toby and Andrew, which this is a little different because this is the third installment of a franchise. So your fans yeah. are going to go see this regardless. Like you're not going to get new people. They're like, oh, let's go see the Spider-Man movie. Like they're gonna yeah. go see it no matter what because they're invested after watching two of the the first two movies. But like, if you want to put butts in seats, you give them something. Yeah, you show prior them. You show them. Yeah, that they would want to go see. It just sucks that. Hopefully, it's not the only thing that that movie has to offer. Which some movies, the previews give away everything. Yeah, there was a picture that got released like a week ago that has been said that it's been confirmed that it wasn't Photoshop and it was of the three of them in their suits. Um, no way. But I I don't know. It's just tough. Like, I don't really want to believe it. But it's a picture of Tom, Andrew, and, uh, and Toby. And Tom's got the same suit. He's got the same cut marks that he's had in all of the trailers there's no difference in his suit or anything like that and then to to add fuel to everything toby's got a haircut and then he was spotted a week later with that identical haircut (laughs) um so it was yeah it was like so people have people think that it's an actual picture from set but um but i don't know i i don't i i feel like computers can really make it look super convincing but it was said to be confirmed but i don't i don't know we'll see um 
I guess we'll find out in 40 minutes. Okay, so this is just weird because Andrew Garfield is like continued to say that he's not in the movie. Tom Holland right. has continued to say like this is the is this the number one thing, the biggest question leading up for this movie? Oh yeah, it's not even anything about the movie other than whether or not they're in it or not. <laughs> kind of takes away. Here's the thing too, and this will be, I guess, the last thing we can end this on is if they are in the movie, how much of it are they going to be in it? You know, like is it going to be about the three of them, or is it going to be about Tom? You know, isn't uh, isn't Jamie Fox in this movie? Yeah, they have villains from all three franchises. Oh yeah, they have Willem Dafoe. They have will yeah. Well, if you look at the new uh, No Way Home trailer, Green Goblin is flying in the back of the trailer. <laughs> oh. um, so you have the Green Goblin, you have Doc Ock, you have Sandman. So you have all three villains, and then you have Electro, and then you have the Lizard. <laughs> oh, you have the Lizard. The Lizard's in there too, yeah. Mm. And then I think Rhino is going to show up. So they're putting together the Sinister Six, but. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It's gonna be a wild movie. The the first trailer set off records for like most viewed trailers. If this second one has Andrew and Toby, I think it'll smash the first trailer. Yeah, probably. I guess we'll find out. So I'll probably be talking to you in an hour. (laughs) Yeah. So oh we'll, we'll, we'll be talking. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, all right, well, thank you guys so much for watching uh, episode 110 of Nothing to Stay the Fans podcast. We really do appreciate it. We hope you all have a fantastic week. Enjoy the football. I hope your teams win, unless your team is the Bengals. I hope they lose. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, just have a have a good freaking week. Yeah, be safe, everyone. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, and this episode is actually coming out on my birthday. So happy birthday to me. <laughs> I forgot to mention. Happy 23rd birthday. In the comments, say happy birthday to Jason. Go blow up his, his Insta. Um, again, say a nice thing about Jason in the comments. I said that without even realizing that this was going to come out on his birthday. Just right. one nice thing about Jason. Uh, how he's just such a kind and compassionate person. All right. Enjoy your week, everybody.